1: Welcome to episode 18 of the Woman's Had a Dream podcast. My name is Lee Finch and as ever I am going to be joined by Danny Baker. Uh, Danny, very exciting news. Uh, Mrs Baker and you have had a baby girl, is that correct?
2: We have, mate. Yes. Unbelievable scenes. It was a massive, massive shock because we were not due till early, early January, but I guess you know, baby wanted to come in. You know, wanted to warm up. You know, wanted to try and earn that contract. Obviously, was <laughs> open in January. So, if she doesn't behave, we'll just swap her for for something else. Really, but no, absolutely buzzing. Little Dorothy, little Dolly, um, really, really exciting. She's still she's gonna be in for a while. She's really, really premature. So uh, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how people have coped with having bubbies before, but I'm absolutely buzzing and uh, yeah, can't wait to get back to hospital tomorrow and see her.
1: Congratulations, mate. Yeah, massive congratulations from us. We got loads of messages through from the listeners and everyone who are big fans of Danny Baker. Uh, so everyone's chuffed to bits for you, mate. Well chuffed to bits.
2: I, I'm just a bit frustrated because obviously Mrs. Baker just didn't like Fairweather. She just didn't like Carlton, yeah, Betsy. No, none of the big ones came up.
1: No Wimbledon names.
2: No, no, no. I mean, the only one that could have come up was Kerry Hughes. We could have gone for Kerry. Yeah, a I don't I blame you. call her Big Fat, Big Fat John, Big Fat Johnny Hartson, but that didn't come off. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we're, we're stuck. We're stuck with Dolly for now. But like I said, January's just around the corner, and uh, we'll just, you know, I'll get the scouts out, and we'll just see if if she's worth keeping or not. I suppose.
1: Do- Dolly's a cricket name as well, isn't it?
2: Dolly's a cricket name. Yeah, if you drop a, an easy catch, you drop a you drop a Dolly. I haven't dropped Dolly. I Haven't dropped a Dolly with Dolly yet. But um, yeah. she has been prolific at pooing her pants. So wow, well, it I mean, gets it worse, that's... mate. Oh no, mate! The other day, the, the, literally the first time they're like, "Right, go and change her." The first time, and all I got was this like massive, horrendous poo. It was. It's, it's, it's like charcoal and... at first, isn't it? I just madness. The whole thing's been, <laughs> and we had all these NTT classes and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And I used to leave like twenty minutes from the end to get to women and games because on Saturdays. And it just so happens, all the stuff that I should have actually been staying to watch would have done me good, but I was too busy. You know, nah.
1: learn on the job, mate. Thoughts.
2: So uh, yeah, j- absolutely j- over the moon, delighted, mate. Thanks for bringing it up. That was amazing.
1: Learn on the job, learn on the job. I'm free in now, and I don't know how many other little finches are running around this world, but did you get one in the street
2: to like sign a ball like for a hat trick, just like you know, that, <laughs> <laughs> so sign do. like a bib?
1: You do. I'm. That's it. I'm done now. I'm you know, yeah? You're done
2: now, You're retiring. Hanging up, hanging up the boots.
1: There's, there's probably a little Finch running around in Magaluf at the moment. Wow. Trying to find. Lucky Jeremy Carl's still not on here. Otherwise, Finchy, I'd, have been, oh. I'd, have been getting, I'd have been getting pulled in every week.
2: Finch's Pie but, Mash in Magaluf, is it?
1: Oh, I love a bit of Pie Mash. Love
2: <laughs> a bit of Pie Mash.
1: That was my big news this weekend. I went for a Pie Mash again.
2: Oh, fantastic scenes.
1: Got a new one just opened literally down the road, literally about five minute walk from me. So. Really? Oh, I
2: can't yeah. get that Pie Mash. Literally, me and Dad now have got Harrington's in suit in walk down or get a little cheeky little bus, go to the game, bosh,
1: wallop. You, the, the problem is I, I might have to get rid of my missus because she had it with gravy.
2: Oh, what? Is that even a thing?
1: Pie, mash and gravy. Yeah, she, don't like, she ain't having the liquor, which...
2: She doesn't have pancakes with gravy, does she? No. I, we had, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's only Henry. But yeah, I, it, it actually upset me that she was having a pie, mash and with gravy on it. And I had liquor, loads of vinegar, double pie, double mash, Gosh,
2: double liquor. Lit, 100%.
1: Load of vinegar, a little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. Ooh, jobs are so good. Salt
2: okay.
1: Yeah, Come well, you you got it on the mash needs a little bit of salt and pepper. But anyway, tonight, so, right, so we're, we we haven't so I haven't even said what we're going to be discussing. So we're going to be discussing the draw against Wickham. Uh, we're going to be discussing COVID and how that might affect us. We'll then uh, give a little review on Robo. He's now coming up to a year in charge. Uh, I think you said Danny it's forty eight games that he's now managed so to forty eight much...
2: games he's done yet. Yeah.
1: He's done a pretty much a full season, so we're going to be discussing what we think Robbo's been good at, what he uh, has done well, but also what we think he needs improving uh, and, and what we think of Robbo's tenure in charge at the moment. Give me a little score out of 10. And then we're going to do uh, a little Christmas preview of the games coming up as we're going to have a little two-week break over Christmas so Danny can bond with his new baby and I can eat more pie and mash. So, Yeah. <laughs> Let's One crack of them is more on. Than the other. <laughs> yeah, let's crack on, Dan Wickham. Uh, you're not really going to be able to say much, are you? Because you didn't watch it.
2: Not really, no. But what I would say is, <clears throat> some what was interesting is a lot of the points that we spoke about. Jack Rodoni had a massive game. We spoke about it last week, didn't we? We said if Rodoni is going to be serious about playing in the championship, he's got to have a good game. And my mate Bully, he sent me a stat. Quick question for anyone out there, and you. Rodoni's on seven goals. Can you name the last midfielder for AFC Wimbledon who scored ten? Ten goals? <clears throat> in a season. Ten
1: goals. Midfielder. Central midfielder.
2: Well, just a midfielder. I think it can't.
1: Jack Reeves is, he didn't get near ten. No. Gregory didn't get near ten.
2: No. Think of midfield <sighs> as a whole. What?
1: As in in the hot, like he sits again, in the
2: midfielders, hole. plus you've got your wide men, they're all kind of midfielders yeah, as well. I'm trying to
1: think about it. What you, you didn't because Muradoni's not a midfielder, he's a wide man. So, well, uh,
2: well, is it Wayne? Is it Gray? No, the last one, Christian Jolly. Christian Jolly, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Drudoni had a massive game, decent, and again. Should have been a winner. You, what, what, where are you at? You annoyed that we conceded and gave away two, or do you know what? Delighted in the end of it with one.
1: It's a weird one because we both predicted two-two, so we got that right, which we won't gloat about. That we get predictions right now. We both said Desmond. Uh, I, I was annoyed after the game because I, I didn't watch the first half. I was at a Christmas festival thing with the kids. Uh, I made sure I was back for the second half though to cut that. Yeah, cut that early. Uh, second half, yeah, when when you go 2-1 up with, what, last two, three minutes of the game, you need to uh, see that out. And we we should have beat Wickham, I think. I don't know what Paul Osu's doing for the penalty. He totally rugby tackles the guy. Yeah. And how we can't control Akin Fenwa when he's like 40 years old. I know he's got strength, but you know that it's game. Uh, and the goal he scored, I think... Nick Sanev should maybe do better, but then you can't ever a go at Nick Sanev at the moment because he makes three or four saves a game.
2: I mean, I thought so. it was a good goal, but, but the thing that's disappointing is that if you get tight to Bayo, he's going to mullet and you. And you can't get that tight to him. Good finish from him, bless him. Still still, still doing the goods, isn't he, at 40-odd. Um, I didn't see, again, like I said, I didn't see any of the game, any the, the goals. What is going on with Darius, though? Like, seriously, you've got, like, Guinness Walker now. We've got a left-back. Our, our, apparently, our best left back is playing centre back because Darius is not even on the bench. I mean, is there a point, Finchy, that we go, okay, Darius, you're you're not a player. Just come on. To, do you think that he's on the he's in the team, i.e. the club as a player because of the budget, and that he's got to be as a playing budget, or what? I mean, he, he's not going to play again, is he? Surely, if he doesn't play, then he's never going to play.
1: He's he's not here to play. He was never here to play. I knew that at the start of the season. He was never here to play a game of football. Well, no, I didn't know at the start of the season. I thought he might come in and play a few games and we might get 15 to 20 games out of him in a season. Might get half. But you you re- soon realise that he's here to be a mentor and that is it. He's not here to... He's here to do his coaching badges, probably work underneath Robbo. He's that guy in the change room that you need sometimes when we are getting beaten up a little bit and he turns around to Rodoni and says, look, you have got the skill... To go and do it. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's been there and done it before. So he's that kind of voice. He, he, he should have maybe been brought in as a coach, but then you probably have to pay him less and he probably didn't want to come in on less money. He's coming as a player, but I can't see him playing again for us, to be fair. If he ain't playing, as you said, we've got no centre backs and we're playing a left back at centre back who I thought we had a good game, Nesta, but he ain't, he ain't a centre back in a million years. Yeah, I think Darius is done. Unfortunately, as a player, I think he'll retire at the end of the season. Uh, and
0: is
2: that the best coaching? use of the money that we got? Like, I mean, and again, let's be blunt: we have no idea what goes on. And I met Darius at the at the, the sponsor did it at the beginning of the year. Lovely guy. I'm certain that he's a good mentor. But if he's there to play, he's there to. He, if he's down as a player, he, for me, us fans are expecting him to go out and play a game of football like we like <laughs> yesterday on Saturday. And he's not going to, so for me, he needs to say, I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna retire, thanks a lot, free up a space, and we get either. Well, I see what I see what could be interesting, Finchie. Because obviously, in, well, I know we'll come to a bit later with Robbo, but I don't know whether or not the guy from Chelsea is going to be around. I think it was till January, January. maybe, maybe Darius goes and does his job as a backup, as assistant manager, and then. That freeze. I don't know whether Simmons' is getting paid or whether it's a freebie. I don't know. Maybe that's something that they might be considering.
1: The thing is, we never know because we never get told this stuff by the club, which they're in their right to not tell us what people are earning and stuff like yeah. that. I can't see Darius being on loads of money unless he's coming in and we said, look, we'll pay we'll pay for your badges because bad coaching badges in the country yeah. are not cheap. So we'll, we'll help you get your badges and stuff like that. Simmons, I'm guessing, I'm I, I if if we're paying him anything, I'd be quite surprised. I think he's coming for, uh, what's the word they use? It's a comment. It's a comment, yeah. So he's come in from to, to, to get first-team experience of coaching with first-team players, which is totally different to coaching youth. run the 23 players, you're coaching men, you're coaching characters. Do you know what I mean? Ollie Palmer is going to be totally different to a 23-year-old at Chelsea who's yeah. skillful, Like, not saying Oli Palmer's not skillful and stuff, but these kids are like the next Ronaldos. Ollie Palmer's... Uh, a guy who's gone through non-league, he's worked his ass off to get to where he's at and he's a totally different character to a 20-year-old Slovenian from, like who's going to be a world-beater. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: Slovenia. <laughs> 23-year-old Slovenian from Slovenia.
1: I nearly said Slovakia, I nearly said Slovakia for some I, reason. don't know what.
2: was. But yeah. I mean, so do you think that we as a club, we should just go, right, you know, Darius, just join the coaching team. Don't be playing. Or do we just go, do you know what? he's? He is what he is. Let's not worry about it
1: and move on. I think we're not going to worry about it. I think we're just going to move on with how it is at the moment. If Will comes back fit, Dan Shocker's not going to be out for ages. Who's the other centre-backs so we have? I'm trying to think. The Callum Baye. Callum Baye like once that. he comes back. But I don't think we'll see Callum Bailly again this really? season. I don't think I'd we'll like see him that. this season. I, yeah, well, and, and also there's rumours that we could be getting a loan centre-back in January. But there's... Loads of rumours flying around about strikers that we could be signing.
2: Really? Uh, yes. Go on. Come so on. a
1: couple, couple of rumours that we could be signing the striker who's currently at Sutton. Oh, hello, hello, hello.
2: what his name is?
1: On loan from, from Millwall. Millwall at the moment. Yeah, Millwall. We we're going to recall him and they, yeah. they want him to go up a league now because he's going to go to, uh, there. And also heard we're after a striker that was at Gillingham. Uh, he's gone back. Let me just get
0: QPR.
2: Yes, Vernham, 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 no, Charlie, Ver, Charlie Kelman. That's his name. Kelman, Charlie Kelman. We were linked with him in the um. We were with him in the summer.
1: It hasn't worked out for him at Julian. He doesn't like Steve Evans. Steve Evans don't like him. Uh, he's gone sure. back, and and we could be in for him because I think Mabudi's time is definitely up.
2: Yeah, unfortunately. To
1: so not come off the bench against Wickham, Kasia. Is coming on now, which I kind of get. He's our player. He's under our contract. He ain't on loan or anything. So you want our players to play and develop. Casio was, I thought, done really well when he came on. Uh, he set up the Rodoni goal and it was because of him and his his effort that we scored. Do you know what I mean? I was surprised by the signing of Casio, but then what I've heard, that he's literally on peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense, and then send booty back and get a a decent striker in. We've now got a winger that's come in. We need an actual striker to back up Oli Palmer, and if Presley stays, which I think probably Presley will stay.
2: Uh, I think he will. I mean, what was good, and again, like I said, I wasn't there, and and I really do apologise, guys, but I was just busy doing other stuff, really, as you know. Um, 14 (laughs) shots on goal is a pretty impressive effort. Yes. Um, Considering we're playing Wickham, who... You know, let's face it. They'll be up there. They'll be. I mean, they're fourth now. They were probably second of the day. They'll be. They'll be really, really competitive. Um, I, I'm I'm over the moon with the point. To be honest with you.
1: Well, I think me and my mate said is, uh, what's this snobbery that Wimbledon fans have against uh, Gareth Ainsworth from Wickham and the way they play football? Some of our fans really don't like the way that Wickham play, which I don't get. You you play to the strengths of your your team and what you've got. Yeah. So when did we become football snobs as Wimbledon? fans when i've seen us play some we used to have like so much stick against us for the ball going up in the air all the time when actually we played decent football if you look now a lot of teams play very direct like we used to like do you know what i mean i think the
2: thing with wickham then Matt, i don't think it's about the style of play in terms of how they go about the actual game well, they
1: dive and they, but they're
2: diving all over the they shop. cheat I've seen that load, yeah, yeah. so what but they'll, but they'll be there, won't they? They'll, that's the thing, and this is again one of those Ballington acts. If you want to be successful, you need to, you need to have those games. Like on Saturday, you know, I know Osu was daft, but if it was at the other end, we'd want a penalty. But would we be cute enough to get ourselves in that position to be pulled over? It's that, that's the balance, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and also like we kept Sam Vokes very, very quiet. Yeah, and Sam Vokes at this level is unbelievable. Yeah, really, really good signing for Wickham at, at League One. But we kept him very quiet. They then bring on Akin Fenway, who's a 40-year-old, slow as anything now. He's slower than he used to be. You know what I mean? I know he's all muscle, but he is a big lad now, very slow. But he goes and scores a goal, and he literally changed the game for Wickham when he came on. So I, I get it. I know the diving and all that and the cheating and stuff, but it's all about winning three points, isn't it? And I know we're ch- we're changing, Robbo's changing the way football is, do you know what I mean, he's the Pep Guardiola of League One, but you also have to so have
2: proclaimed the Pep you Guardiola.
1: Have, of you League have one. to have your Gareth Ainsworth, and I think Robbo has him and Robbo have new, mutual respect for each other because I think he gets a, Gareth Ainsworth has to play the way he does with a team like Wickham. So,
2: like our model, they have got a point because of experience, they've gained a point on us on experience and I'd be very interested to know how much, how many points experience is worth at the end of the year. Like something like an Akin Fenwa, he has come on, experience. he knows how to rattle a few cages and get around. I wonder over the whole course of the year, I'm not just attributing it to Akin Femwa, just guys who know yeah. in certain situations, I need to do this. How many points is experience worth over energy, life, you know, high, high volume stuff. I'd be interested to know. It's in, well, incalculable, but I'd be interested.
1: We don't like experience. If you, if you read the, or listen to the Will Daniels, Joe Palmer, Robo thing, they said they hate experience. They don't want it anymore. So, That's which bad. is young, young and hungry. It has to
2: be balanced. It has to be balanced.
1: But it, it, that, that really annoyed me about the experience when they said that, like, do you know what I mean? We're throwing away the, the, the Barry Fullers and the, the players like that, even Lyle Taylor's now. You know what I mean? Lyle Taylor was an experienced. Lyle Taylor's one of them players that you could do. You know what I mean? He'd go nick a goal, he'd get involved and stuff like that. We don't.
2: The whole thing's a nonsense because we signed Darius Charles. So the whole yes. thing. <laughs> you can't say it's not important experience. By the way, we'll get this thirty-four-year-old guy who can barely walk, let alone play. we we'll put good him in down the dressing spot room. Number, but it's all about picking players who are twenty-five. Well, why did you get Darius Charles for? Like, what, Very true. What are you talking about? Well, nonsense. Well, Absolute nonsense.
1: We'll end that bit on, the, on that bombshell, Daniel. When we come back, we'll discuss the uh, dreaded COVID.
3: The Wombles had a dream podcast. By the fans, for the fans.
1: We're back and we're going to be discussing COVID and how it's going to affect us and how it's affecting football. So Dan, I'm not sure you're aware. Obviously, you've been pretty busy the weekend yeah. and stuff. There's games being postponed, left, right, and centre now. Oh, really? I didn't know
2: Oops. that.
1: Tottenham was postponed in the conference, and then they had their game on Sunday postponed against Brighton. Okay. Due to COVID cases, their change, uh, change rooms, their their training ground was closed due to a number of cases. Uh, Man U versus, I think they're playing Brentford, uh, or they were playing Brentford during the week. When this comes out, they would have played Brentford or they might not have played Brentford because that's been postponed. Villa are being hit with COVID and there's a lot of talk of games being postponed. Do do you think think it will affect? I can't see how it's not going to affect us. If it's affecting these massive Premier League clubs who have got tight bubbles, how is it not going to affect the League One club where most of our players go out do you know what I mean good luck to them. I'm, I'm, this ain't having to go. At any players going out and having meals with other players from other teams, and, or going out and seeing friends and family. I just can't see how co- like it's literally us. Like we go out. You're you're going up to the hospital. There's a risk everywhere now of COVID, especially with this new variant.
2: But also, how- like, you know, the, the the big players at big clubs are worth lots of money. I'm sure they'll get people who can do things. You know, our players are gonna have to go down to Ander. They're gonna have to go and do the shopping. Wasn't it Ram? Was it Ramsdale? You got you got did not he get covid in a supermarket or something ridiculous he went the only place that he traced it back when he got it before I'm pretty sure it's Ramsdale he, yeah it was Ramsdale because he he basically said I only been to ages ago when he got it before because I only went to the only went to the supermarket and came back and then he had he, he got he got pinged for it so the challenge is well with Lee with with us like with Tottenham you can you can lock down you can see different things you even i don't know if you've seen any of the like the Tottenham documentary the all or nothing and stuff he talks a lot about going to the change room and you can actually, like, if you're needing a um, physio, you can actually stay at the ground and be treated by people if you're sort of,
0: yeah.
2: if, if you've got those tests. Lower down, you, you're going you're gonna to be affected. And, and like I said, whether or not there's going to be this big circuit breaker, I don't know. But the problem is, is if you start going down that road, how long is that going to be? Like, how long, how long do you circuit break for?
1: Well, this is mad because literally we had this conversation pretty much a year ago. Regarding a circuit breaker, because it was rife then. This is before, obviously, the vaccination program and stuff like that. I just don't know how if it's affecting these massive big clubs. How there's not been small clubs now affected either. You're not really seeing the the League One, League Two clubs having COVID cases. Are they? Not, are they testing? Are they not testing? Well, there was, I don't there was know.
2: A, I don't know if you saw this, and I, I, I might have been a well while back. There's a non-League team who got who went over to the Island Man, and the game got. They couldn't do it because the Isle of Man's COVID regulations were different to the mainland. So they couldn't go over and they, got, they lost the game. They were told, look, unfortunately, you've got to go three points. You just said Tottenham and, is it Wren? They can't play. It was play. against
1: Wrens, yeah. They, don't they know can't how that's play. So that goes.
2: The other thing as well, O'Le, if you do do the circuit breaker, it ain't going to be a one-weeker because they still, the players still got to train. They still got to do the tactics and everything else. If you're doing it, you're doing a block. You're doing an African Nations thing. And with the World Cup in Qatar, and they're having already to start the season earlier, I'm not sure they're going to have the time to see, do it.
1: See, the cynic in me, right, thinks that it's happening at all these big clubs is because a lot of these big clubs have been crying out for winter breaks for ages. Yeah, right? and I'm not. I'm not saying they're using COVID because COVID is obviously a very bad disease. It's it's killed people unfortunately, and it's made people very unwell. And and everyone will have their opinions on COVID, on vaccinations and stuff. Yeah. And that's not what this conversation is about. But I'm looking and thinking there's a lot of... like As I said, I'm not hearing of the League One Championship. Well, champ, maybe Championship because QPR had a few cases and their game was off against Sheffield United. But League One, League Two and below, I'm not really hearing a lot of COVID cases happening. A lot, a lot of players, a lot of change, uh, training grounds being shut. Char- and then the Premier League clubs have been shouting for years, especially the Klopp's and the Peps who've come over from your Spains and Germanys where yeah. where they do have winter breaks... And now it just seems that there's an excuse to to maybe then have a winter break because they can say, look, yeah, COVID is closing us down. We're not going to be able to play. Let's, let's just go for a break for the next two weeks and come back after the new year. I don't know how that works with the World, was the World Cup this December coming.
2: No, or, no. No, sorry, next December. It's a year. So obviously yeah. the challenge is next year, the World Cup's in November to December. We're going all the way through. We're not having a break. The League One carries on. And I think we have like a two-weeker, mm. maybe in the winter. But again, that's, again, another example of like the, you know, the propaganda starting about winter breaks. All of a sudden now, we're going to have a two, everyone's going to have a two-week break because of the World Cup. And it's, you start dropping that bombshell. And I I, I don't mind having a winter break as such, but I do like the, I, I like the Christmas matches. Oh, I, I love don't. I think they're great. And I think that if you do, if you're doing that, you either do it after all of it, middle of January, that FA Cup week, or you do it before. And But you keep the FA Cup as it is. But I'm just trying to find out what the rules are with COVID. Like how many, how many players have got to be out for you to be able to have a game off? I don't know.
1: I don't know. And also, it, as I said, it seems like, I think the Spurs one was eight players and four staff, five staffs. So that's 13 members of Spurs playing staff and backroom staff that had COVID and had to go down but also then you're going to have the close contacts and stuff like that who are going to be having to isolate as well so you could have a whole as I said they would, they closed the whole training ground for Tottenham's first team but I just yeah I, I don't know what's the answer I,
2: I mean I don't know I mean
1: but they're, they're, they're postponing games because players are getting COVID but they're also letting in 50,000 fans to a to a football stadium still and and and, and I, the I thing don't know is
2: what the right answer is
1: and I know we've got, we, we've got vaccines and stuff and people are vaccinated and they're talking about vaccine passports. Again, they're saying if you agree or not agree with all that stuff. But the vaccine don't stop you getting COVID. So you could still have COVID and then go into a ground for 50,000 people. And, and they're postponing games because players are getting COVID, but they're still going to allow 70,000 at Spurs to go in and watch the game next week when they play.
2: Well, at the time, at the time of the, well, not at the time of this, but... A couple of days before people listen to this, you know, Omicron was quite quite busy, and they're talking about it doubling a day and this sort of stuff. You give it another a week, it'll be very very interesting to see how Christmas looks. And again, I mean, is it worth having that break for the sake of everyone having the Christmas that they might want because they're not having to go out because of all of the the congestion of it? But again, are people going to do that? I don't know. It's a it's a it will be interesting, but we we can't be. If, they're, if, if the is they're worried about it and people are starting to die in hospitals it, it can't be long before people start having a right old panic about this
1: well I think they already are mate and the problem is the problem is like when when does health become the number one and I said is is this Omicron as bad as everyone says I don't think there's the data on it as of yet what I've seen and read again I'm not no scientist or expert or doctor or anything like that I only read
2: uh, well hear hear
1: I mean what cracks the, the funniest thing about all this and stuff like this will go off a little bit off the football is you'll see some Karen on Facebook who sits at home eating what's it's and other she'll start available other Chris
0: available not my
1: she'll
2: favorite. start she'll start I'm telling me mine.
1: she'll start telling me how bad this virus is and it's like well come on I ain't, I ain't taking any
2: well all yeah. the- All I do is, all I hope is that it sorts out the and Wood ballot. That's all I'm hoping. hoping We haven't even mentioned it. That's all I'm hoping is Omicron sorts out the and Wood ballot and the club just get themselves in a bit of. Mind you, one of the midwives. How's this for a bit of randomness? One of the midwives looking after little Dozer is good friends with Joe Palmer. How about that?
1: Nice. Yeah. Silent Silent Joe. Does he talk in real life or?
2: Apparently, I just said to him, "Well, if you do speak to him, can you just ask him to put his hand in his pocket? Yeah, give us a, like give us a promotion charge."
1: That's just reminding me. I forgot we got we got to talk about the ballot for Wood as well today. But anyway,
2: the
1: ballot of Wood. the ballot of Wood. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't. I've really. I hope it doesn't affect us. COVID. I really don't think it will. But the amount of games you have got coming up, and the amount of people go into games, and as you said, it's doubling, doubling, doubling. I, I don't and injuries, know.
2: injuries, the amount of injury, you know, you think of the injuries we've got, we're already relatively low. You get two players injured and all of a sudden we add that with um, other games where you're, you're like looking at I'm, bringing loads I, of kids in. We're not, we're basically there.
1: And that's what, this is where you've got to look at it now. Say we lost, say, touch what they don't, and this yep. is just hypothetical, but we lost Sanev, Hennigan, Radoni and Palmer, say,
0: we're yes. We're
2: totally knackered.
1: We are, and we have to play games. We might have, a few, but then this could be the outcome of how a league is decided, because we could get absolutely smashed by, say, Plymouth, because we have, we lost loads of players. Do you know what I mean? And teams get relegated because they've lost players to COVID, or do you know what I mean? What what? I don't know. I don't know. From our point, from our league point of view, I don't see much coming out with regards to what, though, Plan Bs or anything.
2: They call the league off. We go flying up the league on points per game. We're absolutely flying, son.
1: To be fair, I, I think COVID was our man of match last year, wasn't it? Oh, I, my I God. The we,
2: Well, we're well, we relegated. Not last year, oh. the year before, sorry. The tram, when Tram Air went down, for me, we were, we were toast. We were yeah. absolutely in a world of trouble. And that, yeah. like, that point, that point at home, that last game, probably saved us.
1: Yeah, so we've got to thank COVID for some things. But, yeah, it's just mad. But, yeah. Uh, any any last thoughts on it dan
2: just if the season got called off now we could be we could get to the dizzy heights of 13 14th I mean do we call it off but off hope everyone is safe I hope yes. that football recovers it's football is such it's such a powerful thing personally I think football carry on fans don't I play a back give it a month Christmas over Christmas period I, I would do that I'd be saying look we're gonna have no fans in for a month. From
1: I don't know. I don't think I don't think clubs have survived though, mate. I don't what? think they Re- survive.
2: Yeah, but I'm not Christmas well, period, not, mate. You
1: think how many home games you're gonna have over a Christmas period, how much well, money you've got coming through the door. We've only got yeah, one but, Yeah, but it's still it's a big one against Portsmouth though, isn't it? And then no, no, you've know, got Chelten.
2: We've got Charlton, so if you apart from Charlton, which obviously we've been busy, but if you said, look, Either we we, we carry on, but Limit. I mean, you're right. It will be important, but I just I don't know whether or not it's. I, I disagree. It's I think
1: it's at the brilliant. moment, I think we just got to start. We got to start living with this now, and and I know we just got to start getting on with playing football. Fans in. I just as I said, I hope it doesn't affect us. Hope the data comes out that it is it is fine, and we can get on with it again. Because last thing we need is stand stadiums being closed again. Money. Do you know what I mean? Being tight. Especially I hope for you're us. All right, young but as you said, the main thing is people staying safe. I, yeah, I get everyone out there, stay safe,
2: please,
1: guys. Right, when we come back, we were going to discuss again, we, were, we will be discussing Robbo and his tenure in charge, but I think we do have to discuss the ballot of uh, Bourne Wood.
3: The Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans.
1: We're back and we're going to be discussing the ballot of Borum Wood. Uh, this has kicked off massively. I don't know if you've seen a lot of it, Danny. Again, as you, as that, you say, you've been busy.
2: All I know is that there was, we obviously got Borum Wood away in the car. I think we, is it, have we got like a 12, 1200 allocation?
1: No, well, we did get 1250. Uh, for some reason, the club are only selling 1130. Okay. I think it's 130 tickets, 120 tickets are being given. I don't know where they're going. I think that's some sort of anger with fans. Why right. we I get that players get tickets for their family and friends or two tickets per player, I think it is, something like that. Yeah. We're not taking a hundred delegates or so where are these where are these tickets going? Where are the 120, 130 tickets being given? Is there some special person getting these tickets? or do you know what I mean is it where are they? I think yeah. that was one of the first things. The second thing was that it was a ballot for the benchers and season ticket holders.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, you, Everyone, every season ticket holder and the bencher was going into the ballot, right. even if they were going to the game or not.
2: Oh, really? So you did have to say, I want to go to the game and then do a... What's no. the point in
1: that then? Right, this gets worse. It gets worse. So if your name was pulled out, you could buy two tickets... So in theory, say you won, yeah. you could get a ticket. You could take your friend who has never been to a Wimbledon game before. He goes watch his non-league for, say, say he don't support Wimbledon, but he's never been to Bournemouth. You could take him to the game, Wimbledon versus Bournemouth. So half of our tickets for that game could have gone to, could, not saying they would have done or they will, yeah. but they could have gone to non-season ticket holders, non-Wimbledon fans. They could have gone to anyone. How does that work? Well, that's they did it because they said that if children get a ticket, then obviously, or someone who needs a carer, what? that child, say my boy, say my, I put my boy in the ballot, he wins, he can't go to Bournemouth on his own, he's 12. So he'd have to take me. But if it's only one ticket per person, how does that work with children? And, and again, if you're disabled or you, you need a carer at a game, you're carer. But I think the uproar is that. It breaks terms and conditions again. It says, I know where possible. Yeah. It's one ticket per person, to see ticket holder. But I've got to say as well, the club have come out and they did make the following statement. Following feedback, the club is currently reviewing the distribution sale process of Bournemouth tickets. We thank you for your patience and we'll provide an update as soon as we can. This is just getting ridiculous now, though, for me, Danny, is that every week we're discussing a ticket issue. If it's not getting into games, if it's not selling out the benches for the FA Cup game to just giving them to local children, which is a great idea, by the way, but the way they've went around it. it...
2: Elite? How hard is it just to sort out a basic ticket? Just have it, like they did a Sutton. If you want to go, press this button here. Of all the ones that are there, we're going to do a ballot now. From everybody who wants to go, give them a cut off and then just press a button.
1: But it shows how bad our, not how bad our admin is, because that's rude on the people that work in the admin. That's not a, a slur. Dig at them, it just shows how bad a system is. I think. How bad that we can't have a system where everyone who wants to go to that game, as you said, ticks yes. If you're a child and you tick yes, you want to go, you then get, I don't, you get a ticket. Do you know what I mean? And then that comes out in the ballot. We've got 10 kids going. So that's 20 tickets that need to go to them kids. Do you know what I mean by that?
2: I totally get it. But I I just, I don't, I just feel like there's, this has become again, what overcomplicated. Just have it. Just say to everybody, everybody who wants to go to Boreham Wood, you need to enter, you, you're going to basically put down to go to the game. Pay the ticket online, everyone. And if you don't, if you get your money back, fine. If you haven't, well, congratulations. You are going to Boreham Wood. Done. Just, are we going to get 1250 going anyway? Let's be yes. honest. Are we actually?
1: We got a thousand going to Wickham the other day, mate.
2: Yeah, but with this and Wood, mate. Yeah,
1: 1250 in the FA Cup, I think we will. It's, one, it's literally one train from Sutton up. To Bournemouth. It, ain't, yeah. it, does, it doesn't take a lot to get up there. I think we will take 12.50. I, I think one of the things that annoyed me the most about it is the fact that we're giving 120 tickets have gone to the side to go to our... To, no one knows. I get, I get, again, how many players have we got in a matchday squad? 15, yeah?
2: Well, 17, normally with six subs.
1: Yeah. So that's 34 tickets, Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Right, I say one hundred and twenty. That's eighty-six tickets left over. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Right, how many directors have we got? Ten.
2: Yeah, probably. You got. I right. mean, you've got. So where are the,
1: where, where, where are these with. other seventy-six tickets? Where are they going to? Where, oh, who, no. who's getting them? Is it a, a boy like this boys scam, club? Is it whatever. is it the click? Is it do you know what I mean? Who gets okay. these tickets? That's what I really annoyed me. I'm thinking, where are these t- where where are seventy odd tickets going? <clears throat> And also, it's
2: uh, uh, such a hoo when when you're going to have, the, again, you want to maximize the amount of people that go to the game, right? So, why are you giving loads of tickets to people and saying, so, right, you've got tickets? And if you don't pay from it, so I just, it's too, it's over the top. Just have it. Do you want to go? Yes. Click a button. You have now been entered into, well done. You've got the ticket. If we've got too many, we'll then have to do a ballot or we'll do it in other, I don't know how to do it. But. Do
1: you know the Don's Trust signed this off as well? And we, we were talking the other day about why should people join the Don's Trust. We're a fans club, but we're not seen to be very well fan run at the moment. Because as I said, you could have out of that 1150 tickets, half of them could be going to non-Wimbledon fans. I'm not saying they will, and I doubt that would happen, but there's a possibility that half of the fans going to Bournemouth might not even be Wimbledon fans might have only gone to one game in their whole life and gone yeah. actually I fancy Bournemouth. I live near Watford I fancy Bournewood John's got a season ticket he's got a ticket oh, I'll go with him do you no, know what I, I mean people...
2: even, even talk about the, th- that sorry I joined the John's Trust again on the 20th of November I haven't heard anything like nothing's been sent out nothing None. See, and this is what I mean they,
1: they, they want people to join the John's Trust to have a vote to have your say but you're not even getting anything back from them and as I said, there's people now who are so annoyed with the ticketing fiasco over Bourne and previous inf- like stuff that they have now cancelled their Don's Trust membership because they don't see the point of it anymore. And we we talked about the elections previously, 36% people vote. It just is the Don's Trust coming to an end. Is it coming to an end with what? Do you know what I mean, they're, they're signing this off. I heard a rumour that someone didn't even have a clue what they were and they just signed it off. They didn't have a clue what was going on didn't really pay much attention and signed it off and said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I don't know how true that is. Again, it is just a... It
2: just, it just needs to be like, it's a really weird one that we're owned, we're owned by the fans and we've got, we've never been more disconnected from the fans in terms of,
3: we've
2: got a load of fans who are running the club who don't understand what fans need or want. It's like, what, How's that work? We're like, we're like a fan-owned club run by fans but not necessarily supporting fans. It doesn't, it seems a bit weird.
1: Yeah, but it seems to me that we're run by by the fans that want what they want, and that's it. So the fans in the Don's Trust and the fans on the board want it their way, and if you don't like it, you ain't, you can't do anything about it anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, as one of my mates said, he goes, I guarantee I know who they're going to be the ones who get the tickets in the ballot. I think he obviously don't know that. Obviously. Do you know what I mean? I think he's been a bit facetious with that that comment and because, yeah, but... If we could all hazard a guess what he's kind of alluding to regarding he reckons he knows it's going to be the boys club that we keep hearing about. I, I don't agree with that. I really don't agree. There is a boys club running in Wimbledon. Uh, I just, I don't know where how trust can keep signing things off. Like they signed that off. They signed the guys, tickets off. Do you know what I mean without thinking about your fans who pay, who I, I bought a season ticket during the pandemic. Right, knowing that I wouldn't go to a game and I've got nothing out of it. I don't even Did get a vote. A
2: certificate.
1: Oh, yeah, I've got a certificate signed by Jane Lunsdale. As as, as good a job she does or as, as lovely as she is, I don't care that she signed a piece of paper.
2: They've missed a trick, mate, as per usual. But like, like as we've said, every single year or every single podcast we talk about it, the only way to make a change is to do something about it. Is to get yourself involved, start start <sighs> the conversation. But if you're not part of it, you can't do anything about it. That's just the way it is.
1: Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. Like now with the Born With tickets, people are so angry about it that they've they've told the Don Trust they they they've unsubscribed. They don't want to be a member anymore. There could be just two people I've seen on Facebook. It might not be hundreds it of be. people. It could be. just be Gary Milson.
2: How many people do you know on Facebook?
1: I've got thousands of friends. I only know about ten. Thousand, of
2: them. I've got a thousand and <laughs> four friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's a but now it could just be Gary Milson having a moan off again, but which is unlike Gary. But uh I just I don't know where, where we go. It's just ridiculous that
2: well, we'll see what happens at the end of the day. Whether we'll even get to the point where we need a ballot, I don't know. But I didn't even know this was a thing until today. So I'll have Do to go on my another... and try and buy I... some tickets.
1: Before we move on, another one another fan said is it time that we had an away season ticket or do we have like the england fans that's a point, a point system so you get you get one point for a home game that you go to and put two points for an away game
2: the problem is though is that we we very rarely are going to we very rarely are in a position where we need to have this system in place isn't it i mean how many since we've been watching Wimbledon there's been what I, I remember the Sutton game, and I remember this. I don't remember another ballot. No, oh, there might be Haringey. No, 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 Haringey. Barrett, I don't think Haringey was.
1: No, um, Haringey was. So,
2: th- you, do, two times, that's two
1: times, but I don't know, because like, I, obviously we know people that went up to Ar- H- Accrington, and there was 189 fans that went up to Accrington on a Tuesday night. None of them might get a ticket for the... See, that, that's
2: where it's poor. You've got some people who've been to... Consecutive games for eight, nine, ten, twelve years. People have gone up to Harringay or gone up to Harringay, get rid of Harringay. Uh, going up to Accrington, and then like, like you said, they've taken all that effort, and then it's like, yeah, no, you're not actually going to go. I, I, I do feel like there should be like a, like a membership plus, if you like, where you know what, if you're a, if you're a, a season to get older, and you're going to away, like maybe a points thing's good actually. No, maybe, that's, like, maybe that's something fun. Where if you, if you go to a game, home game, you get a point. You go to an away game, you get two. And, and then
1: if it does happen, you've got, you've got 1,500 fans. With, and then that's why they go into a ballot first kind of thing. And then if they don't want to go, you've got 500 people. like It's the same as England fans. As I said, my mate Nick, he, he literally has got nothing else going on in his life other than Wimbledon. So he goes literally home and away. He might now not get a Bournemouth ticket. But he, well, he needs has...
2: to do something else with his life, mate. He needs to got well, up fishing got much or, or something.
1: He ain't got much else going on. He, he's not the best looking lad here. Do you know what I mean? Nick Palmer. If he anyone's out
2: there, Nick Palmer, he's a top boy. Ladies, gents, best <laughs> best <laughs>
1: All of them. Let's set up but,
2: a date. Let's do like a single ladies reveal yourself
1: <laughs> get Nick to come down there and lift. But yeah, he, but fair to him, he literally goes every game. He loves it. He went up to Lincoln on a Tuesday. He goes up to Akron on a Tuesday. He goes to most games. Do you know what I mean? He misses the odd one here and there,
2: but he might right, not be able well, to go Bournemouth. He needs to correct that, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, he's missing a game. He's
2: not going to correct that.
1: No, but I do like that. I, I don't know how we get out around it though, but.
2: We, we get around it by enough people going onto to the Don's Trust and doing something about it. That is no. the only way.
1: Not having that. Unless no. you're
2: going to go rogue, Finchie.
1: Not having that. It's time to, uh, what's it called? Defund the Don's Trust. Mm, mm. When
2: That's
1: we really come back.
2: in a world of trouble there.
1: When we come back, we'll be discussing Robinson and his tenure in charge.
3: The Wombles had a dream podcast, by the fans, for the fans.
1: Welcome back. And as said, we're going to be discussing Robbo and his, uh, his year in charge, 48 games.
2: Danny, how do you think it's gone for Robbo so far? <laughs> I'm just obstructed by the cat a minute. Just get out, Flossie, get out of the way. Flossie the cat, look, as she comes, look, loves it. Likes Jack Radone. I think Robinson has done a marvelous job. Stop laughing! I've got, just so people, I don't know, I'm trying to get out of the way, and I've got this. I've got his cat's tail in the middle of the screen. Can't take you seriously with a pussy in front of your face, mate. That was that's crass. That's far too right. Get out of the way. Um, Robinson, I think, has done a great job. I think what what's been good is he's tried to implement a long term strategy, and it is important that we as fans back him, and we have backed him. I'm not saying it's impeccable i'm not saying that it's not infallible or he's not made mistakes but i looked at his record and we would have had about 60 odd points if we if every single game that we had was a league game which would put us in and around sort of 15th last year which is probably where we're at so when you look at it that way it's not over like wow but i guess the question is whether you think we are good. We've got a squad next year that if they stay together, they can kick on. I suppose that's the that's the golden question to begin with, Lee. I think.
1: Yeah, I think I think Robbo's done a great job. I like Robbo. He does talk a good game. I love some of the stuff he says. As I said, he, he reminds me a little bit of David Brent with some of the, the most motivational speeches and stuff, and when he wants the fans to get behind us. Uh, but I do love him for it and as I said we spoke to him before we spoke to him all the time if you see him out if you see him at the, the ground and you, you say hello to him he'll speak to you and stuff I love all that I love the way he's uh, he sticks to his process like he a lot of managers could have changed what he was going to do but yeah. he, he hasn't been one of them he's, he's like nope I've got I'm doing it this way if you like it you like it if you don't you don't don't put me in charge if if you ain't gonna go down that road and I, I think we're seeing players like rodoni, come to the fore now where they're playing regularly like consistently well McCormick is now looking like he's kicking on Uh, and Robbo said a couple of weeks ago it it does take some players a little time to adjust going from Chelsea to Wimbledon is going to be a big adjustment for some Uh, yeah I think Robbo's brilliant I love his backroom team one thing I don't like is the way he's trying to change the whole football philosophy I'm an old school football fan Okay. So substitutes are substitutes, yeah. They're yeah. not finished. Okay. They're substitutes to me and stuff like that. But I was
2: going to ask actually of all of the things that we obviously spoke quite, quite eloquently about what we like about Robo and like I like. I like the way that he, he, he's not just talking. He looks at the whole person. He's looking at making people good people. And I, I actually quite like some of the stuff that he's done. But I, I guess for me the one thing that he obviously he'll improve on is that he's incredibly inexperienced like he's that this is like the first one the first year that he's been in football management and hmm. it is very different and i guess for me it's whether or not his recruitment has been as strong as it could be i guess that would be one of the big ones i know he's obviously he's had one window um and he obviously brought in a number of you know half decent players obviously brought in marsh Brought in McCormick. Palmer's not his. Was Palmer his? No, Palmer no, was I someone really else's. So. Palmer was someone else's. Um, but I just want, yeah, just be interested to see what you know whether whether with this window coming up, whether his whether he's got enough now to work out who he needs to get rid of and recruit those better players, or whether the cl- maybe that's not his fault. Then maybe that's the club's fault. I don't know. No. But be interested I- to see what he's got.
1: I agree. I think the one improvement he has to really make is in the transfer window. Yeah, I, think I agree. He, he, he has been saved this season by by himself, to be fair. He'll turn around and say that the players that have come in and done really well are Sal, he, he bought yeah. in. Uh, Radoni, I know Radoni was already in amongst the first team, but he was someone that played in the youth team under Robbo, and it was Robbo that bought it, got him into the first team, to be fair. Uh, players like that, McCormick that he bought in, uh, Shay's giving chances to uh, who else? Dan Sokka looks a different player to what he did at the start of the season or even last season. Now, Robbo's got him.
2: There's no if doubt he... that Robo can coach, but yes. if you think of all of the guys that he brought in in the summer, which is the free loans, Marsh um, and McCormick. When you look at the actual players, and he's obviously brought in Zaki Uula and he's brought in Charles, there isn't a lot of Wow, football. I mean, McCormick's been very good of late. Marsh is solid. And you know, Lawrence, when he plays well, he's good. But uh, it's been for me, it's been a, it's been a, an okay recruitment, I reckon, in the summer.
1: I'd say I'd say below okay to be fair. If you look at what the players that you've just said, Zaki is as much as he's a nice guy and he's probably brilliant, a brilliant man of change and he's been here for nine years and does really well on the coaching side, he's not a League One goalkeeper. I know, I know. People wrote off Zanev previously for his loans, but I, I just, unfortunately, uh, Zach—he's not League One quality goalkeeper. he's, no, good, he's nowhere near he's it. He's a good backup. Uh, Marsh—he hasn't—he ain't, he ain't playing, so he's not exactly like setting the world on fire. He can't get in past Eirikson or uh, Woodyard, so can't really comment on him. We can't really say yeah, he's done really well. I oh, agree. Uh, the, the free loans, I think. They've all. I, I, as much as I love Henry Lawrence, he's not playing as many minutes, and I can see him going back in January because I can see Chelsea not being overly happy with the amount of minutes he's playing. So then that then goes against the stuff that Robbo said that with his presentations and stuff and the reason why these players are going to come and develop here, they're yeah. not developing here, the three of them. I don't think Mabudi as much as he might have stuff personally going on and stuff, he's not playing games again. Yeah. Presley, I just don't rate. I just don't think he'll be a Championship League One footballer. Uh, the only one you can say yes, you get tick marks on, is, is McCormick. Yeah. But then McCormick was decent in League One at Bristol Rowers last year, so you expected the same. Uh, a relegation team, done well. He's come in and done well. So out of the signings, you give him one, I'd say.
2: Oh, one starts, doesn't it? If you look yeah. at right now, and you speak to any football fan, a Wimbledon fan... What is right next game? Everyone's fit. Who's your starting lineup? It's it's definitely one, maybe two, because you you know I would I'd still pick Lawrence at right back. Personally. Yes, agree, but
0: agree.
2: Out out of you know six or seven summer transfers. I know not everyone's going to start, but you would normally expect that your two or three loans would all start. You would think. Yes, um, I agree. I think that that would be an area of his that i will be interested to see. And again, it'll be interesting to see the relationship. Because that's the other thing. We, we, like I said, we've gone on about, we need to get these really good players in from like Chelsea and we want to get players from those clubs. But it doesn't mean they're better players. You can have a good player at Brighton, Longman, or you can have a bad player at Brentford, Presley. I mean, we're not... Longman is a year... And again, we've also, like we said, it's all right getting Man night players, but we, we're getting them 19. We're getting them like the youngest of the young. You know a Brighton's, you know striker who's under twenty one is going to be better than a Brentford striker under nineteen. That's just biology. It's just experience, better quality, and it'll be interesting to see. No, I, we, what we I have. agree. I
1: agree because when if you're getting the really good player, like we did get Force, you're getting the one off that literally is ready to go, and he did go after we played for us. He went into Brentford straight away and smashed it. If you're 19 at a Premier League club and you're that good, you're not going on loan to AFC Wimbledon. No,
2: Do you know
1: what I mean, so I get I get that point of view, but I think the one area that Robo needs to improve, and it's a big January coming up for him in that respect, is the transfer window. Yeah, you know we got we got January coming up. Do we lose players in January? Do we decide to sell Hartigan, Nestor, Guinness Walker? They've only got six months left on their contracts.
2: Well, they're the ones, that, they're the big two that have been constantly linked. Where are you, where are you sitting with it? What do you where, You know, Hartigan runs out, as does Guinness Walker in July from the reports. Is it busy agent, which it normally is? Or do you think there's a, an amount of money that you'd take for the pair of them?
1: Again, this is where I think Robo needs to earn his, his wedge is does he leave them to run down where he says that he wouldn't do that? But then if they won't sign contracts, you let them go in January for money and see if you can then reinvest, be allowed to reinvest that money. I think we lose Rodoni in January. Again, this is where Robbo has said, and this is probably where Robbo has done really well is that he's got people like a now on contracts. We're not giving just one year, one options. We're giving three year contracts to our best young players because we keep losing our best young players for nothing yeah and you can't do that as a club we can't one we got a huge debt and two we need to field a decent side at league 1 Robbo's seen that and again this is one of robbo's plus points and he gets plus marks for that you need to put players on contracts because otherwise come january i think we have to sell the players that are out of contract in summer
2: is it but okay let's 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 just spin it a little bit we know that hartigan according to the reports and again it's it could be anything Bolton seems to be the only team I, I see. Is that a good move for Andy Heitingan right now? Bolton, no. I don't financially maybe, but is no, he goes, it's, it's just a, 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 it's just I don't know how he's I don't know how his career has moved on if he goes to well, Bolton. As
1: you said, is it is it an agent trying to get Wimbledon to give him a contract asap because he's obviously got six months? Because not being rude, he went off to Newport and had a torrid time at Newport. Right. Didn't enjoy it at all. I know he's grown from it and he might have learned from it, but I think he's best staying local with his family. Maybe he wants a little bit more money, but he's got to understand that we might not be able to afford what he's after. If we can't afford it then and he can get better price, then off he goes and we wish him best luck. But remember what happened to you last season at Newport when you couldn't even get in a League Two team and now you're one of the best players in League One.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... The Guinness Walker one, I think, is slightly different because, personally, I I, I would if somebody came in for him with, with three hundred grand, I'm I, he's he's gone for me. I, I I I like him. I think he's energetic. I think he's busy. But I personally feel that with Osu, I'd put Ossu at left back, and I go, okay, well, best of luck. We'll have Alexander with Osu and we'll we, we could then have you could then spin the wheel and go right. Who's the best player in non-league left back? We'll have you. You've got six months, learn learn the ropes and we'll see where you are coming up. Oh. I, think, I think for me, and you've got like Portsmouths and you've got Huddersfields and that talking, but I wouldn't be too... I, I like him as a person. I like his energy, but I feel that the way that we play, he's not as suited. Um, and I wouldn't have a problem with him going.
1: That's what we did with Shea, wasn't it? We looked at the right backs in non, non-league and he was doing really well at Barnett. Best co- uh, crossing... Uh, in the league, and we signed him, and he, to be fair, I don't think he's far off a League One footballer. Nesta, I agree with you. I think he's another Toby Civic for me, that if someone offered us 300 grand, I'd be going, yet. and he could end up being a good conference player, like a championship player, sorry. Yeah. Like Toby Civic. I never saw Toby Civic as ever being a good championship player. Again, another plus point from Robo that he brought him through the youth. But, yeah, yeah I, I could see Nesta going. But, yeah, what do you think... Come back to the Robo debate. What do you think Robo's is that his only negatives that the transfer window that he needs to maybe improve on that, or is there anything else you can see that you think?
2: Well, obviously, his substitutions was becoming a bit of, a, of an issue. And of late, what's been interesting is that he's deviated away from that and he's decided to play Palmer a lot more. And again, you know, he, yes, we, we obviously sc- we score, but Palmer for me, Palmer is the only real threat forward holding the ball up in our club and we do need him to play. Now I know it's a delicate balance. So I would have thought maybe for me, that's been improved. I like what he's trying to do. I love the way he goes with it with the youth. As I said, the big thing for me is, is the recruitment and his experience. We are talking about a guy who has 10 years ago was coaching under 10s and he's come all the way through and done under 18s and 19s all with common sense and and good humour and good health. And, he is the perfect guy for us at the moment, due to the fact of the what you know the way that he sees the club and how we're going. But whether I I still think that another club could come in for him, and I think he'd do a good job there. I think he's got at least another year. I think he's still a little bit wet behind the ears as a as a football manager period. And I think this January is going to be a very interesting time for him and the club, to see, you know, I think it's going to be a really good indicator as to where we're at, and where he's at, in terms, like you said, there's some really key decisions, Rodoni, sell or keep, Nesta Walker, sell or keep, Hartigan, sell or keep, Mabude, Presley, Lawrence, stay or keep, Charles, is he going to not play and just get into coaching, there's loads of big decisions around our personnel, and I'll be fascinated to see how he does, but I think he's done a. I think he's, I think he's done a sterling job. What would you give him out of ten? What where, where would you? Where, what would you sit with him?
1: Well, I was just about yeah, I was just about to say it to you, But uh, with regards to another plus, but I, I do like the way he thinks outside the box, especially with his yeah. backroom staff. Like I never yeah. saw Rob Tuvy ever being a, a, a assistant. I thought he'd be good as the loans manager and stuff. But I, I think Rob's been brilliant as assistant manager to Robbo. I do like the substitution coach and stuff and the restarts coach. And things like that. That's that. They're things that top clubs are doing now, especially with regards to throw-ins and corners. They can win you one percent. Yeah. What we talked about earlier is quite funny. Is that we said about experience and stuff. And three of our biggest players for us, Hennigan, Woodyard, and Palmer, are the three experienced ones in the team, and we rely on them. You, they don't play, we don't win. Correct. Uh, and I think that's where Robo needs to sometimes get off his high horse regarding the youth and the players he's bringing through. And remember that we had three experienced players that were already at the club before he came in, and they've been huge for him. Yeah. Uh, which I think he needs, do you know what I mean? Just look at that a little bit more. But, and that, again, that's an experience thing that you said. That he might not know the experienced players out there. He knows a lot of youth team players and youth team managers. Out of 10 at the moment, I think I'm going with 7.5. Okay. 7.5.
2: There's
1: a few things I, right, letting him down still we've got as I said transfer win nothing against him personally and stuff like that I've, I love the guy I think as you said I think he's he's a perfect fit for Wimbledon at yeah. this time uh, I don't think he's using us as a stepping stone to move on to anything else I think if you said to him you'd be here for the rest of your life he'd stay as long as it's financially viable for him and his family obviously but yeah I, I love him and I think he's doing well but I think 7.5 is fair
2: I think I'll give him a nine. I think nine, yeah. I, I can't. And the reason why I say it is how many of the things that he controls has he not done very well? He doesn't control the amount of money we've got, he doesn't really control on his own. You know, we're talking about the football culture, the philosophy, the way that he's engaged with fans, the way that the fans he has created this whole community feel. He puts his hand up. He's made the odd mistake because he's a manager because every single manager does. But of the things that he controls, I don't see many mistakes. The recruitment is the one. The, the recruitment is the one. But I, I don't know what else people expect. Like, we're, not, we're, not go- we're never going to be a playoff team. We're just never going to be it. And with the, with, with the smaller money that we've got, I, I don't know how much more he could do. I mean, what, what, what could he do better how what, what what could he do i don't know i, I get
1: i get it but nine is nine is oh, look, let,
2: let me break it down a bit then he brings in youth players right our youth players and they are now playing regularly and playing well he's got the whole fan base completely and utterly in his hands everyone loves him he constantly is big other up. he goes out and works hard in the community people love him for what he's doing He's created a brand at Plow Lane. He's he's brought in new initiatives at the club that make a lot of sense, will save us money, and he's engaged in it. And above all, he's working with a pathetically low amount of money. Never really well, he does occasionally pull up, pull it up, but he's still managing to create good results. I I don't know what I don't know what more you can get out of him, really. But I, I, I respect I, the seven and a half. I just I can't think of two and a half points of negativity that I can take off him.
1: Yeah, but then I'm literally negative in every walk of life. I well, wake up in the morning. The Grinch,
2: Julie Grinch, we know that.
1: I Just hate Christmas.
0: Exactly. hate it.
1: Hate it. It's a pointless holiday. But anyway, we're going off subject. Here. But uh, yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm one of these fickle fans who one minute, like... Of course you are.
2: Akrington. But it'll be interesting. He's got a big January, that man. Yes. Very, very big January. And it'll be very, very interesting to to watch it in the nice warm with my little, little bubby.
1: It is is a big January because it's how we, how we deal with the loans is the one that interests me. How we deal with these loans that we've had, we've built relationships with clubs and then going, actually your player's not good enough or not saying you're not good in our eyes as fans. They're not good enough, but he's got to be a little bit more tactful with how he goes back and says, look, Presley, Henry Lawrence is brilliant but I've got my own Paul Osu. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Pre- uh, not Pre- uh, Lawrence is going to be a champ- higher championship player, but Osu's ours. Osu's mine. I can develop him a little bit more and he can be where I need him to be now. Presley, again, do we need Presley? I, I, maybe I'm being harsh 7.5 with Robbo, but... Well, no, another, you
2: can say what you want. It's your opinion.
1: Another good thing is that we have got players on loan who are playing men's football and doing very well? Corey yeah, Andrew scored. Bring that
3: up. Yeah.
1: Corey Andrew scored two again the other day. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Cosgrove is scoring goals in a really really poor Dover team at the arse end of conference. Uh, the winger at Merstam's doing very well. Yeah.
2: A J- a Jay Hersey. Bend,
1: Bendel, uh, Alfie Bendel, sixteen, doing really well. At Corinthians with uh, what's oh. the other? Yeah. Bolton, Elliot Bolton, both doing well. Bilal was doing well until we got injured. So the And Curry's doing well at Eastbourne. So I think that's a big thing for me. Maybe I'll put him up another half to eight because that's a big thing for me that hardly really let himself down for for me is that he never trusted the youth. None of them ever went on loan, so they just sat there playing kids' football, getting stout, where our players are actually going out and playing men's football and know what it's like to play. So I'll go eight, right? That's harsh, 7.5, right, if you listen,
2: I'm not dropping I'm not dropping you down I'm not going down to 8.5 I'm not meeting you there
1: we'll meet in the middle though yeah 8.5 yeah fine yeah yeah. yeah. alright alright then well, we'll come back we'll preview the Christmas games
3: the Wombles had a dream podcast by the fans for the fans
1: Welcome back to the One We Had a Dream podcast. I'm Lee Finch, joined by Danny Baker, and we're going to be discussing the uh, Christmas games. You like that? Like that? I really you, it. that intro, I you had done? Advert. I thought you were doing
2: like some sort of like advert for like some sort of chocolate bar or something.
1: Getting all professional, mate. Very can't, dreamy. Why can't, be you the,
2: that?
1: can't be the number one AFC Women podcast without oh,
2: yeah, you know, yeah,
1: being, yeah, being yeah, a bit yeah. like
2: that. Oi, oh, pay oh, oh. oh, nicely, please. <laughs>
1: Sorry, unofficial 100%. podcast.
2: 100% come on, Andrew, four, unofficial. Games, four games you've got, haven't we? We've got Pompey, 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 Pompey Shelton, Oxford, and then we've got Plymouth.
1: Yeah, don't come much tougher than that, do they, no, really? No, that is there, rough.
2: And, then we've got, and we've got the FA Cup, then we've got MK, haven't we? Yes. Come on, Andrew, uh, four games of Christmas. Talk to
1: me. <laughs> I'm struggling to find out how we get points because let, let me tell you why. Portsmouth are absolute flying now. They've just got manager of the month to they I think they're 13 points in 15 or something mad. can't they've remember. they
2: lost though. A lot of players are injured at the minute for them.
1: Yeah, but they've still got Hartness who's banging them in at the moment. Yeah,
2: he's annoying, isn't
1: he? He's probably one of the best players in the league. Yeah, uh, agree with that. Cholton, again, they were struggling. Now they're flying. Battered Ipswich. See the Ipswich fans.
2: Brilliant, that. The
1: Ipswich fans. right hump. Away, yeah, they're probably. I thought. I thought yep. i Fucking hell. Portsmouth, have got twelve from fifteen. Uh,
2: th- sorry, thirteen from fifteen. I said that. And away, so I got their away record.
1: My stats are unreal.
2: Their away record. They lost the last. They've won the last three away.
1: Yeah. Chilton and then Oxford. Oxford are, are flying.
2: Yeah, they're a good side,
1: aren't they? Oxford? And uh, Plymouth. Plymouth are the only ones dropping. They've just lost their manager, Gordon Preston. Weird move for me that, but you thought it was quite good because he probably lives up there, or well, yeah. yeah, his, fa- his family are probably from there, so, so I get it. But yeah, Uh I'll be happy to pick up. I'd say six points, but I can only see four.
2: I would want to. I would ideally want. I've got this sort of this obviously thing with me around. We need to be five points above a point a game to stay up, basically. So <laughs> obviously after forty six games, fifty one. So you want to be 5 ahead and we're bang on that. We're 5 points ahead of a point of game, two in hand. I think if we can get to Christmas, if we win one game and draw one and lose the other two, I, I, and I think I think the, the Charlton game will be a big one for us. I think if we can get get four points, fantastic. No free hits though. I think I, I think we'll just we'll have a little punt and I think, no, like you said, it's another opportunity for the Radonis of the world and Guinness Walker and the Hartigans. Well, let's see how, in, let's see how interested they are in the, if they are wanting these moves and they want to potentially have a, get a gig somewhere. Well, there we go. And if you want a new contract to start Wimbledon, these are the four games that, you know, against four teams who, frankly, any of those four could well be in the championship next year. They're four big clubs. You know, let's have it. So I've got, It'll just be interesting to see how Robbo handles managing the squad because Palmer won't play all four. He'll have to play Presley, and it'll just be a question of, well, mind you, at the same point we, we we laugh, but maybe we won't get him in. We've been talking about having four games until what New Year. There could be a whole load of backlash, but I think I think four points would be problem, would be good. Anything above four would be fantastic, and two games in hand with maybe one of those being a win puts you up into thirteenth or something would be would be wicked. But again, as I said before, we, we need to be middle of that bottom half. Sixteenth, something like that, I would take now, which is small improvement, but ultimately this year was about staying up.
1: No, I okay, I totally agree. I said I I, I expect four points. I think we need to be aiming for four points. I I reckon hopefully Robert and the team are aiming for for twelve points. But yeah, you've got to be realistic. Uh, I t- I'd love to start with a point against Portsmouth because that is a really tough game there Yeah. But as you said they've got a lot of injuries so if we can get after them uh, we cause problems at their place uh, Oxford's always a tough game but that's again another one I think if we can wind up that fat knobhead we could get into them as well because he hates us he mentioned us the other day didn't he, yeah, he's an, he, hates he us. we live in his we live in his uh, head rent free mate totally rent free love it they as well
2: come back well haven't they
1: Charlton exactly yeah, where well, they got Johnny Jackson his manager I think he's kicking on That's I think permanent now I don't think he's permanent I obviously know a Charlton fan Cole Bratton yeah. the most boring man on the planet but I love him you
2: sure uh, I knew
1: one of them are not you Cole nah, Cole's proper boring we went on a stag do and he once told me that the river spree is, is it the river spree in Germany is one of the cleanest uh, rivers in Europe I know oh, it's the tenth. so yeah, told about, so, about,
2: talking so about, about stag we went on a stag do bully a good lad of ours what we had like we were in Newquay had a couple of drinks and that, and we got home. We're like half past nine or whatever, we're going to get ready to go out. And we're like, Right, Billy, what do you want to do? You can go here, you can go there, we can get drunk, we can do this, what do you want to do? And he was like,
0: oh, Just go to bed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> half past nine, we're like, no, Come on, mate, we've come all the way from London to Nuki. Come on, we've got to go out and have it. Um, yeah, bless him, Bully. That was quite good fun, actually. He was like, Yeah, now nah, let's go home.
0: No, we,
1: um, we, we were in Germany and we all dropped in the river spree. And then as we got out, Cole started telling us about how the River Thames is one of the cleanest rivers in Europe. But it looks uh, dirty because it's a mud-based river, and, and that was your stag. And yeah, that, you see what I mean. Cholton fan for it's you. A good, good in a pub quiz. Also, Cholton are a nothing club, so I hope to get free. They're a nothing club, aren't they? They're not. Even, I forget they're a London club. Sometimes they're that nothing.
2: Well, exactly. I, mean, I think. Blymouth, I
1: think Plymouth. cold Blymouth, in the shadow of Millwall.
2: Well, I think Plymouth could be the team that who start the slide. I think with Lowe gone, I think they, they could be the team. There's always a team that starts to like nosedive and drift off. Maybe Plymouth is the one where the new year will come, but it'd be, it'll be four points, get to 17th, 16th, 17th, but at the start of the new year, I think that's a good idea.
1: You're actually convincing me now that we could win all these games. I'm going for 12 points now.
2: Oh, fantastic from you. Well, I Fuck mean, don't mean we, why, we'll beat them well, all. We've been quite negative, but we've just, had, we've just played Wickham with one centre-back. And we and should we have won went, that. We've been properly competitive and, and we're, also, we're, in, we're the run of it.
1: We should be getting 12 points. You just gave Robbo 9 out of 10, mate, for the whole year. So Absolutely. So, if he wants to keep that up, he wants to keep that up for next year. And he
2: does. He's been listening and he does. <laughs> so, Robbo, go and get me 12 points. But I think for us, where we are, between four and six, I think is fair. That's where we are as a club. That's where we're punching against those teams it'll be lovely not to lose those four and get sucked a bit lower down and seeing come have a little drift up. I think four points, keep us six points off those bottom four, bottom four even, pucker. That'd be amazing.
1: I, I like that. And then we can worry about the FA Cup and then also you never know who you can then sign in January because we could say we beat Bournemouth. You get your massive man use and stuff like that and you think, players think, oh, actually, I want to sign for FC Women so I can get my day at Old Trafford.
2: It's a big start. It's a big start to 2022 with the fact we've got the Bournemouth game and the MK game. Yeah. And then after the Bournemouth, if we could we do could some potential round four, I think it's a massive one. But I think those four games...
1: Scum on a Tuesday start. night. Oh, well, big, be... big
2: players have got to turn up. So it'll, it'll be, be nice. interesting to see which one of our big four, the Assals, the Radonis, which of them are going to really turn it on against those big four teams. Radonis done it against Wickham. Let's see if they can keep doing
1: it. And Sal looks like he's back in a little bit of form as well. So, yeah, you never know. Don't be scared of, of anyone. We're going to be a small
2: squad, but that's all we can do. And
1: we're going to be more. Right. That wraps up this episode, Danny. Thanks again, very much for joining me. I know you're extremely busy. You haven't mentioned it. So,
2: it's no, I nice. mentioned it four times. But if I don't speak to you, you know, enjoy, enjoy life, and uh, you know, I'll. I'll well,
1: we're going to have a couple of weeks yeah. off now, people. We are going to have two weeks off to enjoy Christmas with our families. And then you'd have to hear our dulcet tones over Christmas and New year. Uh, we'd like to thank everyone who has listened this year, uh, joined in, paid uh, attention to what we say. Uh, I make mostly the decent points on the podcast, so I do appreciate it. And uh yeah, thanks. And also, for-
2: and also just a quick one. We also lost a number of our community this year and we all know who they are. And, some are young, some are old, but we're all—we're not big enough, and we're not. The best thing about Wimbledon is how close and tight we are. So, that in particular, those guys who have lost somebody, with—you know—Christmas is a really, really tricky time, particularly for people when you've lost it, and it's quite raw. So, I'm hoping and wishing those guys all the best of luck and as much strength as they can muster at a difficult time.
1: Yes, yeah, so, um, we've mentioned COVID Like, it is a struggling time for people. Reach out if you are struggling. Reach out. There's always someone there who will listen. We'll talk. Uh, I'll tell you what we'll
2: do, Lee. I'll send over some quiz questions. Maybe we'll do like some quizzes, like one, some a couple of questions here and there on Twitter. I'll, I'll send some ideas out if we can be bothered to do it. Maybe let's do yeah. it and people can interact. But stay safe, everybody. Thanks, Lee, for having me. You do a great job, mate. And um, we'll see everybody in the new year, hopefully.
1: Yeah. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everyone.
3: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Wombles Had a Dream podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Wombles Dream and on Facebook at The Wombles Had a Dream. Get involved. By the fans, for the fans.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team.